Tale of the Manticore. Bonus material. Introducing the Pendulum World Building Assistant. Hello and welcome to the show, Steve Morrison of Errant Adventures, who I am very excited to have on to help me demonstrate Pendulum. And we're just going to jump right into it. Welcome to the show, Steve. How are you doing? Doing well, John. Thank you so much for having me. Should we jump in? We should. All right, so we are starting from nothing. Let's stick with fantasy because it's something that we both know and um, we can probably just riff a little bit faster. I'm going to open an extra tab on my browser here. And I'm going to use the Donjon name generator. It's just something that's really nice to have on hand, and it makes things go by much faster and easier. That's my go-to as well. Okay, so as you know, Pendulum is a settlement generator. And so we're basically coming in with nothing, and we're going to generate a 500-year history together. Now, we're not going to get the full 500 years done, because that's a several hours long commitment, even using the Express version. Uh, It takes a few hours to go through Pendulum. But we'll just see how far we can get and uh, and see if we can just demonstrate how this uh, tool works. And uh, who knows, we might come up with something really cool and decide we want to use it for something. Okay, I've got my word processor opened and I am going to type in year one. We'll be starting with a coin toss. So it's going to be heads is law and odds is chaos. Do you want to go ahead and uh, do that flip? Sounds good to me. I've got odds. Odds, okay. So that's tails. Okay, the prompt is... The new territory is taken through war and bloodshed. The old population is wiped out, subjugated, or assimilated. What valuable resource did your defeated foe have that is now yours? And name the ruler. I'm going to give you the hard job of coming up with what that resource was, and I'll go find a name for our ruler. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take advantage of, uh, you know, another tool. You don't need this tool to um, play Pendulum, but uh, I'm going to use a bunch of oracles from uh, one of my favorite games, Ironsworn. And uh, I'm just going to roll on action and theme and see if that gives me an idea. So my uh, little oracle roll that I did came up with uh, Initiate Opinion, which makes me think that whatever this foe who was defeated had i think it's uh knowledge or you know maybe even like books or scrolls or something like that so maybe this this uh territory this area where the city is being founded was an ancient library or uh you know some sort of house of knowledge that our new little settlement wanted for some reason Good, I like it. Okay, I've got a name. The name is going to be Hylion Ansik. Hylion Ansik. Uh, do you think Hylion Ansik is a seeker of knowledge then, or is this an accidental discovery? Uh, I feel like because it was chaos, it's an accidental discovery. Okay, so we have a warlord who has accidentally stumbled across the mother load of information uh, some way or another. It's a fantasy setting, so it could be uh, magical in nature or history or well, something else. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of, like, maybe this wasn't a library. Maybe it was just a settlement, and, like, they took it over and then discovered the ruins or the, you know, like a vault uh, at the center of this place. And now uh, Hylian Ansik has these tomes or magical artifacts or items of power, whatever they might be. 
Okay, that's it. That's where we're going with. That's pretty good. Hillian accidentally discovers a cache of lore or magic in the ruins under his newly captured territory. Now we're off to uh, prop number two. Sir? I'll flip a coin and uh, I've got heads. That's law. The prompt is, initial building goes well and there's harmony between the residents. Name the settlement. Well, there's really nothing much to do here other than to name it. Should we just go and use Donjon? Do you want to do like dwarvish names? Sure. Yeah, okay, dwarvish town names. Nuravar, Zurakib. That's a lot of consonants. Uh, Nalukar. Oh, hmm. Nalukar? I like Nalukar. I like Nalukar too. Nalukar. Yeah. And I should say, even though we picked dwarvish town names, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're saying that this is a settlement of dwarves. Uh, we're just, uh, it sounds, sounds cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. How many years do you think it would take to kind of build basic um, initial buildings, like um, like some homes, uh, something, you know, to house 50 people, just the initial buildings? I, I would say two, three years at most to get, like, the initial sort of building completed. Good, good. Okay. So by year four, Nalakar is a hamlet of about 50 people, and building is going well. Okay, that's it. Next on the list. I've got heads. Heads. Heads is law. Builders begin to construct basic defenses. The project goes well, and the structures are strong and impressive. Well, I'm thinking wall. Uh Uh, Do you think there's any existing structures here that we would be able to build off of? Maybe it goes so well because there's already something there, you know what I mean? I think so. I think there is definitely... Uh, at least a small settlement that was here before. If we're, if, we're, if we're building off the idea that there was some sort of vault of knowledge here, it would make sense that there would be something, some form of structures here. Maybe they were mostly ruins and whoever was inhabiting this area, you know, hadn't quite rebuilt them to the to the point that we have here. But yeah, I think there's definitely some structures. I think there should be like a, a watchtower or or something like that. Uh, because if you're a warlord, you're probably watching out for others to come and take away what you just took away. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, I've got the conquered town has a stone wall and watchtower that have been uh, restored and improved upon by Hillion. And oh, we have to decide how old is Hillion. Go with uh, like early 30s. Okay by me. That sounds good. Hillion is 33. Okay, we have to decide how many years it takes to restore and improve upon these basic defenses in Nelikar. What do you think? I think uh, six years. Sounds good to me. Okay, that brings us to year 10. I should probably explain a little bit about how this tool works as we're going. Uh, so essentially, the engine of Pendulum is you flip a coin, and if you get Law, or Heads, then you read one prompt. And if you get uh, Chaos, or Tails, then you get a different prompt. And it, it kind of swings back and forth between those two. After a while, you get the story of a settlement's history uh, from stuff that you just make up on the fly. And it's designed so that it doesn't need to be fleshed out. It's just a series of fairly quick ideas that you can build upon later on once you've got a story or a game going. Go ahead and give that coin a flip. All right. I've got heads again. Law. There is a change in leadership through peaceful means. Who is the new ruler? Well, Hillian is not an old guy, so he's not retiring. Was he wounded in battle? 
I think that makes sense. The The biggest thing here is the change in leadership is through peaceful means. That doesn't necessarily mean that, well, I guess, I don't know. How much do we want to stretch the prompt? Because, you know, in my mind, you could look at it one of two ways. The change in leadership, meaning the method for the uh, leader leaving his post was peaceful, or the ascension of a new ruler is peaceful. Yeah, I guess whatever... I mean, whatever has the cooler idea attached to it is the good one. I think you do have an idea, don't you? Yeah. Um, I do have an idea. We have this sort of vault of knowledge that was discovered uh, in this. What if uh, Hillion was uh, investigating it and something happened to him? Maybe he fell into an eternal slumber or he disappeared uh, and so there was nothing overtly violent he's just gone oh that is pretty cool yeah I like the idea that he disappears I like that very much yeah 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 let's go with that Um, okay oh and how many uh, years does it uh, I mean I guess this could be a year I think so right because it's almost an instantaneous kind of thing so I'm going to say that it's a single year. Hillian disappears into the ruins. I guess the last thing to decide is, did they know that these ruins were here when they arrived, or did he just find it and then, um, boom, he disappears? I think they knew that it was there when they arrived. Yeah. So I think this is something that he's maybe been, like, chipping away at over the years. Yeah. Maybe they found a secret door or something like that some kind of passage, that they, they knew that the ruins were there, but one day he discovers this new thing. Something else is unearthed. Okay, Hillian disappears into the ruins, and there is a change in leadership. Yeah. Let's alternate uh, genders so that we'll go with the new ruler will be uh, his wife or his daughter. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, let's do a daughter. A daughter? Uh, actually, how old is Hillian? Hillian is 34 years old, so... Uh, yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean... She'd be young, but uh, it works. She'd be very young. Mm-hmm. So she's a teenager. Let's go with wife. His wife. Yeah. Because the new leader, and her name is... Um, let's see. I'm looking at dwarven female names on the, on the generator. Her name is... Well, I see one that I could change a little bit, and it'll be good. Um, I see Dinarv, but I like Dinara. Do you like Dinara? Yeah, I like Dinara. Actually, Dinara is better. Yeah. Okay. Her name is Dinara. Yep. And um, do you think that she puts all her efforts into finding him? Or is she kind of like, I'm good with this? Maybe it's just that. Maybe she's okay with him being gone as long as she maintains her position. Well, we can flip a coin. Sounds good. Let's flip a coin. If I get law, that means they had a good relationship and she's going to try and find him. If I get chaos, that means they had a turbulent relationship and she's just got to let him be absent. I got law. <laughs> you know, one of the things I mentioned in the uh, Pendulum Handbook is that if you have a cooler idea than the ones that are uh, indicated on the coin or by the dice, you just go with that. Kind of a rule of cool as applies to this history maker. Let's say that they had a bad relationship and she's got to let him go. I think we both kind of want to go that way. Yeah, I think so. Let's inject a little chaos. Yeah, and you know what's cool is that this maybe will cast some kind of a suspicion on her. Yeah. Right? This guy disappears. 
and maybe they didn't have a good relationship, people might think that she played a part in his disappearance. I think that could work for us. And I think because our prompt was that the change in leadership was peaceful, I don't think she had anything to do with his disappearance. People might think that, though. No, I guess it just kind of worked out for her. It was a lucky break. Unless, of course, she's accused. Yeah. Do you want to give us a roll or a flip of the coin? Sure. Uh, I've got, once again, heads or law. Well, it's a very lawful kind of settlement, I guess, by this Nelikar. Apparently. Okay. Something useful and valuable to the settlement is discovered or invented. What is it? Upgrade the population to the next stage. Okay, well, that second part is easy. We're just going to go from a hamlet of about 50 people to uh, a village of about 150. So I think time has to pass to make that make sense. Agreed. How long do you think it would take to go from 50 to 150 people? That's like a couple generations, right? I mean, unless they've got people migrating here. That's right. And it could even be like there's people coming in to join them, to join this new power in the area, because they've got the walls. Yeah. They've got the safety. That's a logical place for people to come, and it makes sense. And I think it makes the settlement more interesting, because now it's going to be this mix of people. Yeah. There's the people that would be native to the region and, and the and the conquering caste as well. So do we want to say like 10 years as just like over, you know, a shorter period of time, but still uh, a decent period of time? Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So if people come to the city for the protection of its walls, that might imply that this is a dangerous land as well, which is kind of good for a fantasy setting. Absolutely. Oh, you know, we never gave Dinara an age. Do you think she's the same age as her husband? I don't know, just to make it easy. Yeah, I think that works. Yeah, okay, let's do that. So now, Dinara, Queen Dinara, I should say to be respectful, is 43 years old. Uh, Do we need to determine what the valuable thing... uh... Oh, yeah. I guess we better. All right, let's see. Something useful and valuable to the settlement is discovered or invented. Mm Mm-hmm. Something that maybe brings in these people, so it's not just for the walls. They have something that brings in people. What brings in people? Well, shelter. I mean, you know, defense, food. Um, Safety. Yeah. Could I, I hate to continue harping on this, like, vault of, of secrets, but could there be something in there that uh, they can put to use to making uh, maybe, you know, their very, very small, like, local area a little bit less turbulent? Um, so, like, maybe there are something like roaming beasts and stuff like that in the in the wilderness around, and they're able to set up a, a beacon or something like that in the watchtower that repulses creatures uh, with ill intent or something like that. Oh, that's good. I wonder if we could flesh that out a little bit. What kind of thing would keep the dangerous beasts at bay? I mean, other than the walls themselves. Is there something like a, like a holy aura? Could it be a holy aura? Or an arcane aura? Mm-hmm. Is this a holy city, or is this just a, a magical field that uh, keeps these beasts away? I, I was kind of thinking along the lines of maybe it emits uh, like a resonant pitch or something like that. Yeah, I was thinking about something with a sound as well. Yeah, that is like beyond sort of human or demi-human you know, range of hearing, um, but that is is like a high enough pitch or, or, or whatever it would need to be in order to um, deter some of like some of these creatures from approaching. I like it. How about some kind of contraption, 
like uh, like uh, like pipe organ pipes that that are installed at an outer wall or a tower or something like that. And when the wind blows through it, mm-hmm. it makes this super high pitch or whine. Humans can't hear it, but it keeps whatever animal or dangerous creature is out there away. I like it. Uh, I feel I should ask the question. Um, does this mean that there are no animals inside this city? Like no no pets, no dogs, no uh, horses, um, or is it something that it is it, it is tuned in such a way that it it like goes outward, and the actual like within the city limits are protected? You know, I I don't dislike the idea that there's no animals in the town, but that is kind of different. Yeah. Or we could say that there is just one specific thing that they're trying to keep away, and one specific pitch keeps that thing away. Yeah, I mean, that would certainly work. Why don't we go with that, and yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, we don't even have to figure out what that thing is, but there is one beastie out there that cannot stand this particular noise. And so this artifact, whether it's magical or not, keeps it out and keeps it at bay. Let's just go with that. I like it. Yeah. It makes it easy for, you know, if somebody's picking this up to run a game in, they can pick whatever creature they want to be reflected by uh, this defense. Okay, it's almost like you're playing a video game and you find the blueprint so that you can fabricate the thing. That's what's happened here. I think that uh, they've found the design notes to uh, build this thing. Why wasn't it already there? Was it was it destroyed during the attack? That would make sense. That would be an easy out. I like easy outs. Yeah, I, I think that makes a certain amount of sense since we talked about the walls being damaged. And so they needed to be repaired, but they also needed to, uh, you know, be reshaped in certain ways in order to facilitate this defense. Okay, here was a. Okay, here's what I've got. The year is 21. The hamlet becomes a village of 150 people. People are coming to this region for the protection of its walls because it's dangerous outside. There's some beastie out there or beasties. Queen Dinara is now 43 years old. A blueprint is found in the ruins that allows them to repair a special object that was destroyed during the initial attack. It's a construct of pipes that creates a high-frequency pitch that keeps out this specific threatening monster. That's it. I like it. Do you like it? I like it. Yeah. All right. I'm flipping the coin. Try to try to give us some chaos. Uh, nope. Law still. Like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, where we just keep on flipping the same thing over and over again, right? <laughs> Let's see. An ally or trading partner is made out of a neighboring settlement. Name and describe. Name and describe the settlement. How long would it take to kind of meet and uh, strike up a relationship with a neighboring settlement? They've been there for 20 years, and this hasn't happened yet, to any great extent anyway. So maybe this is some kind of land that is a little further away or harder to get to. Maybe it's across the water or on the other side of a mountain range. What do you think? Other side of a mountain range or other side of a body of water? Uh, Let's do other side of a mountain range. Keep it land-based for now. And, I mean, do we feel like 20 years is too long? No, I think that's pretty good, actually. So the year is now 41, and Dinara, is she going to make an ally or a trading partner? Uh, I feel like trading partner makes sense. Because maybe this other uh, city, this other settlement, is is in need of this same sort of defensive technique. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, 
Let's get a cool name for this other settlement first. Formerest? Formerest. I like Formerest. Okay. Um, they want to build... Uh, I don't want to just call them Beast Pipes, but I guess Beast Pipes. <laughs> the Beast Pipes. They want to build some Beast Pipes of their own. We'll just have to go back and find a good name for it later. Is it for the same creature, or is it for a different creature? You know, I was thinking the same, but your idea of different is much better, so let's go with that. Okay. Because that'll definitely require, like, more time to to figure out sort of how it works and how to tune it, if you will, to that particular creature. Yeah. And I imagine Queen Dinara is not just giving it to them. She's going to want something in return. I'm not sure what that's going to be, but we can figure that out later. Yeah. Dinara, by the way, is now 63 years old, so she's in her silver years. Okay, I think it's your turn to flip. All right, here we go. Chaos. Got a tails this time. Yay, finally. Did you fudge that one? I did not. (laughs) Okay, well, I think I can trust you. Okay, let's see. Chaos. If the last event was a rebellion, it ends in a rebel victory. Well, it wasn't, so we can skip that. If there was no war, that's us, then a minor conflict is resolved at a small cost. What happened? Hmm, a minor conflict. Is there a threat from a new kind of creature? Is there some kind of duplicity from this new trading partner? Minor event. Is is it possible that the creature that the beast pipes are uh, defending against are beginning to adapt like one of them has has proven or a few of them have proven to be uh, resilient. That's good. Probably not a lot of time has passed between the last uh, event with the trading partners and this event. Do you want to just say three years? Yeah. And maybe maybe they have over the course of the last, you know, however long it's however many years it's been since they built the pipes. They've been making small adjustments because this has happened before, but because they've been focused on altering them for their trade partner, the sort of maintenance of the uh, the home pipes has gone a little long. And so we can we can inject a little bit of conflict, not just with the creatures, but also maybe there are some people who are like, why are we helping this other settlement at the at our own risk? Let's decide now. Is it a creature or is it creatures, plural? I think it's it's a creature type. So like there may be many of those creatures roaming the roaming the land, but you know, it's like I don't know, owlbear is the thing that came to my mind just now. But you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely not what I was thinking about. I thought we were in sync, but uh, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, these are owlbear pipes. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, I've got the year is year 44, uh, and there have been sightings of, now not just sightings, there have been run-ins, deadly run-ins, with the creature close to Nelikar. Some citizens have been killed, and apparently, apparently the beast pipes are losing their effectiveness or something is going on. Okay, is it your flip or is it my flip? Uh, I think it is my flip. Well, you got that chaos, so maybe you can get another one. Uh, nope, I got law again law again. Well, okay, there we go. Yeah. There's a golden summer unlike any ever seen before. Upgrade the population to the next stage. 
Well, it's a good time to point out that sometimes you don't need to put too much in your prompt, and so maybe this is just one of those times. It's just a golden summer and uh, a time of growth. That's kind of all there is to it. Yeah. We're going from a village of 150 people or so to a township of 1,000. That's a big jump. That is a big jump. So that's going to take some time. How many, how many years do you think would it take for that kind of growth? Uh, so I feel like they would have to expand the walls, wouldn't they? Like for that big of a population jump. So it's got to be at least like 15, 16, 17 years, maybe even up into the 20s. Yeah, let's go with like 26 years pass. And that brings us to the year 70. Although, you know, I'm not sure we have to actually expand the wall because it is a kind of a, it's a kind of a natural progression to have like an inner wall. And then the town grows outside of that. And then maybe a second wall is built. That would be like a, you know, that concentric rings thing that happens in uh, medieval towns. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the town expands to a thousand people after many years of prosperity. Yeah. I'm going to throw out something uh, off of the golden summer. Is it possible that this beast like hasn't been seen for a while? And that's part of why it's a golden summer and part of why they would feel comfortable building outside the walls. Oh, that is very good. You know, you could even say that the beast is found slain. But then, to keep the tension up, something worse is going to be out there. Right. Do you like that idea that it's absent or um, or that it's slain? I like both ideas, uh, and I'll tell you why. I like the idea of it being absent because I feel like that uh, parallels with Helion disappearing uh, in you know in the middle of the night really um but i do also like the idea of it being slain and there's there's a little bit of like well was it one of our hunters or is something else come along and there is that tension of there might be something worse coming but it's a golden summer yeah let's go with that because that's like an event instead of the non-event of oh, oh where where is it now now we've got the event of one day some scouts find the corpse of this thing. Right. But it's so mangled that no one can even tell how it was killed, just that it was torn apart. Yeah, let's go with that. So that's kind of like some good news, but with some bad news just tucked in right behind it. I like that. you got to remember Hylion. He's been down in the ruins now for like a long time. A long time. For almost 60 years. Yeah. So he disappeared in the year 11. It's the year 70 right now. So he's either dead or something extraordinary has happened. Yeah. Okay. I think it's my flip. I, I can't remember. Chaos. Finally got another chaos. Yes. Crisis in the leadership. This is timely. Crisis in the leadership. There are no clear candidates for succession at all. How is this resolved? Who is chosen as successor? Yeah, because how how old now is our queen? She's old. Yeah, she's old as dirt. She was 66 years old in the year 44. In the year 70, she is 92. How's my math? 92, okay. And there's going to be some kind of vacuum... Uh, so who's going to be there? Maybe there'd be a regent or something? Yeah, did she... I mean, did she and Hillian ever have children? Uh, we never mentioned it. But maybe the source of their conflict was that one of the two of them was unable to. Yeah. And, like, maybe she has, as a as a way of, of 
avoiding questions about her uh, her being involved in his disappearance, never, you know, never took another, you know, consort. Oh, that is smart. That's really good. Queen Dinara never took another husband. She was afraid that it might make her look suspicious concerning Hillian's disappearance. Because there's probably a, like a, a legend that's built up around Hillian of like, kind of like a King Arthur thing, right? Of like, one day he will return. And I think that maybe she's afraid that if she remarries, it'll be looked on as like, well, you don't believe he's going to return. You must have had something to do with it. You must know where he is. Yep, that is really good. Okay, should we just say that she actually manages to stay alive until the age of 92? I mean, it's not impossible. Yeah, I think so. I feel like there have been a lot of, uh, especially with the last prompt being a golden summer, uh, you know, it was like a very prosperous time, relatively peaceful. Um, I think it's, I think it's possible for her to reach that age. Okay, so she dies of natural causes, and the long worry about who will replace her begins and it becomes the pressing issue yeah so i'm gonna call that year 71 so really no time has passed yeah that makes sense to me okay how is this resolved and who is her successor i kind of like the idea of there being a, a a guild or something that has arisen around these pipe makers and maintainers and maybe there's you know, like they're a faction and then, you know, there's a faction of scholars maybe who are trying to, you know, discover other secrets. And then maybe there's a third faction that is like, you know, the defenders of the city or something like that. And so you've got this very like magic sort of like engineering and like civilization or defense. Okay, so Nalakar splits into factions with powerful players giving their allegiance to uh to various sides yeah is someone chosen to to rule or does it you know uh change over into like ruled by uh, like an oligarchy or something like that where it's ruled by these sort of powerful uh heads of these different factions you know I think. I'm looking ahead at the next prompt, and I think it might solve that problem. Shall we just move on? Let's just go ahead and do that. Why don't you go ahead and flip the coin, and we'll just kind of slide right into that next prompt. All right. I've got law again. Law again. All right. A foreigner arrives at the settlement who changes everything for the better. Who are they, and what change do they bring? So my first idea is that Hillian comes back. Oh, it says it's a foreigner, but, you know, we can tweak it a bit and say it's Hillian. He comes back, or we can say that someone arrives who says that they are, uh, you know, a scion of Hillian. Yeah, I have an idea for that. It is an actual foreigner who shows up in the city and is like, I am Hillian reborn. Ooh, that is great. I knew I hired you for a reason. You're worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> World building like this is one of my favorite things to do. Me too, I love it. And we've almost reached the end of phase one here. All right, let's finish it off. Do you think time passes between the queen's death and this event? Or is it the case that the queen dies and then immediately this person shows up? And maybe that's why it's kind of more believable. Or on the other hand, maybe it takes some time to kind of ferment this story. I was going to say that I thought there was going to be time in between, but I really like the idea of it being almost immediate and everybody being like, oh, of course, of course you return after, you know, 
the and, and it, like this is a weird thing too because I feel like the city has grown and prospered under uh, the queen, and so I don't think she's necessarily viewed mm-hmm. as a villain. No, I I think she'd be quite popular. Yeah, but there is this undercurrent of like, oh, okay, well now that she's gone, like maybe there are there are factions and we're just gonna keep fracturing the city, but like there's a faction of the city that are like, Of course you returned after she died because she was keeping you away. And then maybe there's another faction that's like, Of course you returned after she died. She found she went and found you in the afterlife and then sent your spirit back to guide us, sort of thing. Okay, to recap, then, a man comes to the city claiming to be, is it Hillian Reborn? I think so, yeah. His story is believed by many, though some see him as a charlatan and pretender. And does does he take control? Is he given control? I, I don't think so. I think he comes into the city and, and he has to, I think he has to build this following. And so there's this tension between uh, Hillian Reborn and these now, like, oligarchs or or rulers of the city, you know, governors of the city. And there's this tension between like, well, we're not just going to hand over our power. Um, and I think we, we may, um, continuing on to the next prompt, we may actually get a resolution. Okay, so this happens in the year 71. Big year. I think in this year, uh, this man shows up and steps right into the power vacuum and... Uh, a whole cult of personality grows around this guy. Yeah, and I think it is your uh, your toss. Okay, I've got chaos. Someone or something useful or valuable to the settlement is lost or destroyed. Who are they? Or what is it? Additionally, introduce a secret or mystery. I'm glad that that's happened because we haven't had a chance to talk about secrets and mysteries yet. Mm-hmm. I hope that everything that Steve and I are doing here is pretty easy to follow. But secrets or mysteries might um, bear a little bit of extra explaining. We're just going to come up with some kind of, well, a secret or a mystery, but we don't need a solution in mind. It's really just another story prompt. It's something that could be uh, built off of or spun off of uh, at a later date. Well, what have we got? Beast pipes? We've got, got the ruins. Helion Reborn. I wonder if we can tie this together uh, in a neat little bow that Helion Reborn, who, you know, maybe we don't know if it's actually Helion Reborn or not. Right. Well, that could be the secret or the mystery. Yeah, it's staring us right in the face, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But I think that he advocates for and maybe enacts the destruction of the Beast Pipes arguing that they are actually holding back the city uh, and that, you know, they are uh, weakening the city because the people are putting too much faith and trust in them as opposed to, you know, defending themselves. Mm -hmm. That's really good. You know, when we sat down today, I did not expect to uh, be typing the words beast pipes over and over, but um, here we are. (laughs) And yet here we are. The joys of world building. It's a it's a wacky world we live in. That's right. Okay, here's what I've got for our history. I've got is this man Hillion reborn? Well that's uncertain, but he advocates for the destruction of the beast pipes, and his popularity is growing and growing. So let's give him some time to generate this following. How many years would it take for somebody to become like a, a demagogue? And how long can the government exist without a ruler? Of course, we can just put one in. Uh, I mean, we could go, you know, very short and say something like three years. 
Uh, we could go a little bit longer and say like seven to ten years. Um, or this could be a, a real sort of long game and we could go for, you know, 15 to 20 years of him sort of like building up. Well, let's go with that long game just for no other reason that it'll expand our timeline out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we'll just say, um, let's use the nice round number 19 years because I'm just choosing that because it brings us to the year 90. Perfect. You know, I think we can just go ahead and say that during this time, the leadership has just passed from one pair of hands to another, but uh, never really uh, solidifies or feels stable. Yeah. But I think maybe the end of that 19 years is that they destroy the beast pipes and Hillian Reborn ascends to kingship. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And it really gets us to a nice place to kind of end this session. It also gets us to the end of the phase. Oh, that's true. Look at that. For folks who are listening, that gets us to the end of a single phase. And I I have edited this down to take out some of the pauses, but more or less, this gets you one third of the way through the express version. I think in real time we've been talking for about an hour and then I've just chopped out some of the pauses and mistakes. So the completed express version would take about three hours. That's about right. And and it can take more. And the full version is probably five or six hours on average. It's not meant to be a one-shot or a one-session kind of workshop. It's the kind of thing that you pick up, uh, you know, tinker with and put it back down again and build it up in pieces as you go. All right. Well, you know what? I think we got from nothing to a pretty cool little history. Yeah. I can't stop thinking about owl bears. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh that is a problem. It is a problem. We need a certain resonance. We couldn't have said purple worm? No. That's out of the question. Uh, you know, I could literally could not think of anything else <laughs> at that moment. And yes, I recognize owl bears are uh low on the totem pole of <laughs> terrible beasties but you know i didn't want to go like full-on like dragon or you know something something strong but yeah it's it's open for anyone who uh you know wants to use this uh you know make it fit whatever your setting is well i think that brings us to the end of our session i just want to say steve thank you so much steve's one of the playtesters of this tool and you've been through this with me a couple of times now really appreciate it Anybody that enjoys solo playing podcasts and procedural storytelling in like a variety of genres, uh, if you don't already, please listen to Errant Adventures, which you can find on any uh, of the usual podcatchers. Thanks so much for joining tonight, Steve. And of course, don't forget to watch out for owl bears. <laughs> <laughs>